Well, well, well. Here we are. Discussing Star Wars again. Crazy thing is, it's true. All of it. The Force. The Jedi. It's all true. Right. But at some point, we're going to run out of things to talk about. Like, there's no way we could do a third episode on Star Wars. I never ask that question until I've done it. (sighs) You're right. Guys, we're home. Punch it! What if someone else beside you came to you and said, I want to make episode seven? Could you see that happening? No. No, absolutely, positively, you're really closing the door without any wiggle room whatsoever. There is no episode seven. that challenges popular opinions about movies. I'm Brandon Sharp. I'm Zach Smith-Michaels. I am Mitchell Dupree. And tonight we're discussing the sequel trilogy and asking, did Disney destroy Star Wars? Mitch, why don't you give us the synopsis for the sequel trilogy, please? Absolutely. In 2005, Revenge of the Sith was released in theaters. Audiences were left wondering... Will we ever get another Star Wars? In 2012, Disney bought Star Wars and eventually announced a new trilogy. The goal was to bring in a new director for each movie, so each would have its own vision. The directors, J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, and Colin Trevorrow. In 2016, Trevorrow and Disney went separate ways, with Abrams being announced as his replacement shortly after. Here we go. Well, I want to start this discussion off by discussing the characters in this trilogy. And um, I think since we're talking about Star Wars, we should use Han, Luke and Leia as kind of the standard, you know, and I I know it's not entirely fair because these are like maybe three of the best characters in cinematic history. But Mm -hmm. I think I think really they show what it takes to make a great character in especially in like a sci fi movie, you know, an ensemble movie. So I'd like to use them as the standard and then just kind of open up, you know, the discussion wherever you guys think we should go with this. Well, one of the things that I, I feel like I like is it doesn't seem like there's kind of a, a rinse and repeat with the characters like Ray feels a little maybe a little similar to Luke, but it's not like the exact same character, just a girl and Poe Dameron. He's a little Han solo but he also like kind of has his own thing going on. Finn, I think, is the most like different from any other character that we'd seen in that original trilogy Mm -hmm. so i think that like with some of the characters there's definitely some like beats and some elements that that cross over but i mean that's i think that's also the universe i was struck by rewatching rise of skywalker lando gets a line where he's like they ask him hey how did you win the war last time he's like we trusted each other and i thought to myself that's interesting that uh first of all it's like whatever that line in the context of the right. movie but but <laughs> right. I, th- I thought to myself it is interesting the dynamic between the, the main characters is really kind of the driving thing of these movies for me uh where the the sequel trilogy falls a little bit short is how the three interact with each other yeah like yeah. finn is super interesting as a character Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they don't know how to make him interact with the other two. Like, I loved his little bromance with Poe at first, but then it was like, it felt like they're like, oh, that was a little too chummy. We got to admit you. We want people to watch this. Yeah. So, right. then, so, like, I feel like he's really hung up on Ray, and I, yeah. I needed a little bit more to, uh, like, 
to get like I mean there's stuff you can like suggest like oh well it's kind of the first time he's out in the real world like that's all like interesting but I needed the movie to give me a little bit more for the way he was interacting with Ray I didn't quite get it so right. yeah I don't know I, I think they don't know how to play together in the sandbox if that makes sense where sure OG trilogy man I mean the tension between Han Leia is incredible, right? Like, right. I mean, it's a little weird and incesty, but it's incredible. Well, you know. Well, I would say they're not all friends. Like at the beginning, yeah. like you know, Han is kind of like taking them for a ride a little bit. He's charging them a little more than he needs to, and Obi Wan's like, whatever. But Luke's pushing back, like I could fly the ship for that. They argue, they have some fun banter, they meet Leia, she has some fun banter, and like that's the thing. Like when the characters in this movie like argue with each other the three of them i was like this isn't this isn't fun for yeah for me to watch i think, <laughs> I think this trilogy is lacking the death star scene you know like yeah, we, yeah. in in the first movie in episode four a new hope we have the death star scene which just toss these three characters plus chewy you know into right. into the blender and like create this beautiful smoothie if you will and right. i feel like we don't get mm, like a good the, human smoothie yes. the, we, <laughs> <laughs> i could have done better there isn't really a time when the three are together until yeah. until rise of skywalker and then it's like oh these three are friends but i just i don't buy into it i guess is also what i'm saying even right. when watching it, this is not that important, but like BB-8 ends up with Ray at the end. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. you've spent like 10 seconds yes. together. Like, why? This doesn't yes. make any sense. You're, I said the exact same you're thing. You're Like, why are you with Ray now? <laughs> no, I think, that's, I think that's significant. I feel like there are many decisions that Disney and, you know, Lucasfilm made this time around that really like chopped the legs out from under some of these characters. I have been singing this song, you know, for two years about how Chewie was treated, you know, even like right off in force awakens, you know, there is a, there is an obvious moment that should happen between Chewie and Leia after Han dies and Chewie is passed over for a scene with Ray and Leia. And it just doesn't, it just feels flat yeah. for like, at least for me, because I'm, I want that Leia Chewie scene. I know it doesn't help the story along like a Leia yeah. Ray scene does, but it, for me, it just doesn't feel natural. You know, it's like, it's like I said before with Finn, like, I feel like there's a lot of subtext you can bring to the table as an audience member. Like, like I see that scene as like, um, Ray probably views Han as like a father figure, sure. right? Like she's, yeah. this is a, one of the first positive, you know, people in her life that way. But that's me bringing it to the table, right? Yeah, it's right. Uh, it's not really demonstrated. So I'm with you. We need we need more. However, now to kind of talk about the other side of the coin, I think Kylo Ren really, yeah. really a lot of great potential with that character. Yeah. Like in seven and eight, he's like my the character I'm most interested in and the one who I want to see what's going to happen with him. I'm like the most invested in his story. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think that there's a lot. I think that's driver's performance. And yeah. I think that that's the character who clearly they were also they had the best understanding of what 
they wanted him to be, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, though, I'm struggling with who I want to vilify. I want to vilify somebody. But, you know, I don't just want to like, I just don't (laughs) want to. That's the mouse. (laughs) Vilify the mouse. (laughs) I I don't want to just like throw people under the bus willy nilly. So, you know. I make these comments. I could be aiming them at Disney. I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I feel like the, the, uh, the studio or whoever is holding up um, Kylo Ren is, it's kind of the character arc that we should be paying attention to. Like I kind of feel spoon fed that a little bit, especially in rise of Skywalker. Like I I feel like there's more, there's other interesting things happening that I'm more interested in than this like Darth Vader esque arc of Kylo Ren. See what I like about Kylo though, is I don't think it's the Darth Vader esque. I agree. Because I think, you know, we see in the prequels, Anakin is trying to save his, you know, his wife and he's like kind of making decisions just based out of, he's seen his mom get killed. He's afraid about that could happen to someone else that he loves. So we kind of understand his thing. Whereas, you know, I think there's more subtext with Kylo Ren and that like, you know, you're, your dad is this kind of famous guy. It's a kind of a big thing to live up to. Luke Skywalker's your your teacher. And there's like all this big, you know, potential. I think it says a lot about, you know, kids who have a lot of expectation put on them. So it feels very much like he's lashing out and rebelling, which people make jokes about him being emo. But I, I think that. They That's do it an on interesting purpose in this movie. Choice. They yeah, absolutely like, do it on purpose. Like and I Anakin think, becomes emo like by accident almost yes, on the prequels. Uh-huh. Whereas in this one, they really like lean into that. And it's a thing where like I watch Kylo and I was like, this character is compelling because I know six Kylo Ren's in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think sometimes the criticisms I hear about Kylo are people like not understanding that it was obviously the intent that he's not threatening and foreboding the way Darth Vader is. He is meant to be childish. He's meant mm-hmm. to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, the inverse of, of a Anakin who's a, you know, bad guy trying to be good. He's a good guy trying to be bad. Um, right. So, so yeah, I, I really like his character as well. I think driver is fantastic. I agree oh, yeah, with he's what you said absolutely about the performance. Great. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. phenomenal. I think um, though I would have liked to see a, a divergence from like the typical arc that I was expecting. I was expecting this from his arc is not great. It, yeah. It's just it's like it was very predictable and I think I would have liked just I would have loved Disney to just put the pedal to the metal with him and just make him this like dark like make him a make him the big bad, you know? Like I feel like mm-hmm. He okay. He's actually bad. There's no, you know, there's no redemption here for him. I feel like I would have liked that a little more than bringing. I would have liked, yeah, for them to get there, like what you're saying, like with the ninth movie, just make him like I'm fully just out of control, evil now, and that's my downfall. Well, like, that's I feel what like that's Last where it was Jedi does really well because Last yes. Jedi, I actually yes. think really does surprise me yes. you know i think he is gonna turn good and yeah. then when yeah. he's like no you you misunderstand i'm yeah. <laughs> i'm just taking <laughs> over now that genuinely yeah. surprised me when i saw it so yeah. yeah and and i love uh i love seeing him go full evil and um, man one of my favorite lines in last jedi blow that piece of junk out of the sky he's so good. i mean the anger displayed yeah. by adam driver is yes. extremely compelling and like mildly terrifying. Yeah. 
I'll say I'll say extremely terrifying. Like he, yeah. he is a very startling character, and I think he I think he grasps that like anger, um, that that part of the personality very well. Another character that I love, and I promise this is I'm not saying this to make anybody upset. I really like Rose. Mm. I oh, I love, love that the first time we meet her, she's like crying over like the loss of her sister, and she's like very like kind of starstruck by all these people and everything that's going on. And in the end, she's just like making calls and she's making like big choices. And, you know, she's able to go back and see this is what I'm fighting for. It's, Mm -hmm. it's the first time where we, I feel like we really get to see a character and understand I am fighting against the bad guys for this reason. Mm -hmm. You know, the scene that everyone hates the casino planet. I feel like it gave me a really good look at, yeah, there, there are some horrible things happening in this galaxy far, far away. Yeah. And I can rally behind this character's cause. I mean, and some she's of the, best... the one who gets it, too, by the way. Like, Finn is obtuse. Mm-hmm. Finn is sure. oblivious. Right. She's like, look closer, dude. You know? Uh, so yeah. I appreciate that she um, is able to steer Finn on the right, the right path a little bit. It's nice. I mean, some of the most compelling stuff comes from Rose. She's easily yeah. one of the most believable characters yeah. for, for me in, you know, and honestly, unfortunately rather it all happens in one movie. Like she doesn't yeah. get yeah. any bleed over into any of the other uh, parts of the trilogy. Really? You know, she's a, she's not, you know, not in the first one and she's an afterthought in the third one. You know, so I, I really feel like it was a missed opportunity there. I think I think she could have been so much more. They literally yeah. do the thing like where you don't want someone to come to your party or like, Rose, you coming on the adventure? There's like, no, nah, guys, <laughs> Leia says I got to stay back and do this. And I'm like, you knew she had to stay back and do that thing. I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like they no, did her dirty. It's, yep. they it's did ham-handed yeah. and it's yeah. it's very clunky. I have another question in that same vein. I feel like I really like DJ in the movie, but I feel like the fact that he's played by Benicio Del Toro was a little distracting for me. Yeah, I think it's terrible casting. Um, yeah. I, I agree. Hmm. It's It really takes me out. Yeah. I think his character is interesting, but I do. My one complaint is it's very mouthpiece for the themes of the movie. Yes. Like it's a yes. little bit on the nose for me. And Last Shot is probably my favorite movie. But yeah, it's just hmm. like, don't you get it? There's no good and bad. Next scene. Don't you get it? There's no good and bad. I'm like, I got yeah. it. I got it. Because yeah. <laughs> well, again, I like that. I like that Finn is in the middle of like, you've got Rose on the one side who I'm all in. I'm ready to fight. And then this other guy who's like, look, I just make money and like yeah. do what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So I like that. He's kind of like, I could be like this guy who doesn't join and just, you know, makes a nice little living going on fun space adventures. Or I could really double down, which is why I love the scene so much where Phasma says you are always scum and he proudly declares rebel scum. It's a great, it's a great moment. Yeah. Next thing we should discuss is the story. There's, and there's, you know, at the very least, there's definitely a lack of cohesion uh, between these three films. Um, It it really just feels like they needed a hand on the wheel or something, kind of guiding the overall, you know, arc here. Where do where do you guys come down? What's well, let's say what's some high points and low points of just kind of the story and the cohesion overall. It's funny because I feel like I hear people say, like, obviously, since J.J. did uh, the first and third installment, like, 
oh, those ones feel similar, and Last Jedi is like the the rogue one. Which is funny because when I rewatched Rise of Skywalker, I thought to myself, this doesn't even feel like Force Awakens to me. It's no. so hodgepodgey, like because yeah. I feel like it's a movie by committee. Um, so I, I do really think that they shot themselves in the foot with the bringing in the different directors thing. Uh, something Brandon and I have talked about is like comparing this to like a Mission Impossible franchise where mm-hmm. you can bring mm-hmm. in different people. Yeah. I don't think you can do that with Star Wars. I really no. don't. No. You know, I think you need someone with their hand on the wheel the whole time. Um, you need the Kevin Feige, uh, yes. for this, you know, to really cast the vision for the, the larger arc. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not yeah. A good situation. Say what you want yeah. about the Avengers. I mean, those stories go together so well. Yes. they 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 successfully. I don't even know how many movies. You know, twenty two. I think something like that. Crazy. Twenty yeah. twenty two yeah. movies. That is an insane amount of cinema that they had to make fit together. And I think I would say it was pretty successful. You know, so like I I think <laughs> I think there's something to having at least you know one person two two people kind of involved in everything involved in all the movies mm-hmm. yeah it, it kind of feels to me like um a classroom with no curriculum like they kind of were like here's all the here's all the supplies here's all the things in the classroom go ahead and and it's like when you had a substitute teacher and they're like all right i don't really have anything so kind of do whatever you want and like you know maybe up until lunch you're like oh this is super fun but then you come back and you're like i'd like a little structure, please. Yeah. I think that that's kind of what, what happened with here. Cause you know, on the one hand, I, I think it's kind of cool that they got to yes. And off of the script, but you know what I would have loved? Like just get the three guys in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're going to do it that way, have them like work with each other and talk to each other about like, I'd like to do this. Like, Ooh, you know, I kind of like this thing that you have JJ or, or that, like just get them to work together. That's, that would have been my suggestion, but yeah. It, it baffles me that Disney, you know, decided to do things the way that they did. Especially because fans of the content are so precious about it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it made people very territorial. Like, I'm a JJ person. I'm a Johnson person. Yeah. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not that way with Mission Impossible. Like, <laughs> you know, no <laughs> no one cares. Like, do what you want to do. Right. You know, right. But, exactly. The the yeah. directors are an afterthought in yeah. uh, in the, in the Mission Impossible movies. I feel like there was uh, quite, and this is and this is the issue here. So Force Awakens happens, and JJ creates boundaries for the next movie just by just by his plot points and his story. Right. He is creating boundaries for what comes after him. Yeah. You know, that's that could be good. That could be problematic, you know, so it's JJ doing what he's good at. I think asking questions, not answering questions. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. Ryan, then it's his turn and he decides to answer the question of Ray's lineage. He answers that question, whatever your thoughts are on how he answered it. He answered it. That's he, they told right. him, you know, it was his turn. And because mm-hmm. there was no like overarching story here, no cohesion, you know, he gets he gets crucified for it. So I, right. I feel like there are decisions made and well, it's it's really it's really hard because that was the hand he was dealt. Right. And I, I feel like every movie is also trying to say something 
different, you know, and I really, I hope that this doesn't sound like a knock against force awakens, but it feels like what force awakens is trying to say is we're back. Like yeah. star Wars. Yeah. Yes, is back. Absolutely. absolutely. And then, and then I feel like, and by what, the way, um, like it, that's, that's a good thing. That yeah. went down smooth. It when went that down came so smooth. Like I yeah. have a yeah. great I, memories I of the, the theater. sigh of relief at Christmas. When I saw that, I was like, Oh, finally yeah. we're home. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then, but then I feel like Ryan Johnson with his movie is trying to say like, you don't need to be like a Skywalker or a Palpatine or anything like anybody. The force is for everyone, like Luke says. So I feel mm-hmm. like and it's almost even saying to the fan base, like, hey, like maybe this doesn't just have to be for like Star Wars fans. Like, let's maybe we could bring more people into this. Maybe this is bigger than, you know, what we've known for the past however many years Star Wars has been out. So I feel like he's saying, like, let's expand, like, let's tell new stories within, within this sphere. And there are a lot of people who are like, no. <laughs> No, thank you. We don't we don't want that. And I think that, you know, <laughs> with the way that the stories have been told, there's been a lot of us like seeing, you know, what do people want from movies? And and I was even thinking about this earlier, like Star Wars, if, if you really think about it, like they're sci fi movies that are a little bit weird. Right. The original trilogy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there, there was kind of this sense where I was thinking today, like, must Star Wars be for everyone? Like, I feel like with Avengers, there's this big thing. Like, we want everybody to come and see this. And I know, like, for, from, for Disney, they're trying to make money. But I had a thing like, do we need to make these movies to, like, please every single person? Or can we just make the best movie possible? I think the, the tricky thing about the comparison is in, like, an Avengers scenario, um, it's the people who are not inside the bubble that we're worried about. What if they don't like it? They don't know comic books, whatever. With Star right. Wars, it's the opposite. It's like the people inside the bubble are the ones who are hard to please, yeah. right? Like, yeah. uh, I brought my sister to see Force Awakens. Uh, I remember then, this. Yeah, and she wasn't a Star Wars person, uh, and she doesn't even like sci-fi. She's not even like, you know, but... Uh, she loved it and she yeah. ended up loving Star Wars. She loves Star Wars now. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. It's a pretty accessible franchise because like it is it a little is. weird and, and stuff, but it's also universal stuff, right? Like good, evil, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the people on well, the inside who are like, I've read all the books and here's how the force works. And if it doesn't the face work, you're making. if it doesn't work like that, then I don't like it. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Who cares? Uh, you're a grown man. Well, Uh, You're making some great points. I feel like The Force Awakens accomplished so many things. Yeah. You know, it it needed one of the things that we're forgetting is it needed to be like a a palate cleanser Uh for the the prequels. You know, like that's something the, the prequels, however, they went down when they came out at that point, they were largely loathed by everyone. They were, Mm -hmm. you know, just just raked over the coals. Um, So I feel like it needed to kind of launch this new era of star Wars, cleanse the palette from the prequels. um, And then kind of like ensnare, if you will, a new class of star Wars fan. And I, and I think Mm -hmm. it accomplished all of these things. I was super excited about, you know, where Disney was taking the franchise. It, it really like, it really did accomplish a lot of things. Check it. It checked all the boxes for me. Like, this is what I wanted, you know, and this is finally, I'm getting something that I've, you know, wanted all this time. Force Awakens got me so on board that I was like, I don't even want to see a trailer for last Jedi. Like I want to go into that movie fresh. 
Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, at the same time, we we did the watch parties in the real lounge. And, you know, one of our friends who had never seen any Star Wars movies, like she was like, I, you know, I'm going to be honest before we watched them. I thought they were going to be like these boring sci fi movies, but like they were fun movies with great characters. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, that is the original trilogy. And then, you know, we get some great characters. We get great character moments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think all the returning cast members, do, the main three, they all do a really good job in these movies. And, you know, I think that that's there's new character stuff that's really, you know, engaging and exciting to get on on board with. And, you know, it breaks. It was so interesting because Last Jedi, when I saw it, I remember when Luke throws that lightsaber, me just going, what? You, you know, like yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. just going, what? Like, it, I almost felt like, am I, what am I what am I watching? Like, that everything like a blooper you thought or something you like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw yeah. it out the window. And then I, yeah. Right. And I think for some people, the minute they saw that, they were just like, done. Yeah. I'm out. You know, I, yeah, they just check out for the rest of the movie. And, and I honestly, I love you just ripped a Bible in half. I love <laughs> uh, The Last Jedi. But at the end of uh, Force Awakens, it was like yeah. everyone was sitting around the campfire. All of the Star Wars yeah. fans were around yeah. the campfire. And then. For uh, then, Last Jedi happens, and I look around, and no one's sitting at the campfire. Then there's two, there's two separate campfires. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah. everyone, yeah, was, like had drawn. The the line was drawn in the sand, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. now it's controversial. Now it's like we're choosing sides, and it's either like, are you a are you a Last Jedi fan? Are you you know like where do you what do you like? Mm-hmm. And then it was like you had I don't know. It just became a controversial thing, and right. to me almost left a bitter taste in my mouth. Like I was, yeah. I, and so like I was, I'll admit I was excited when um, I heard that they were bringing JJ back just because I wanted everyone around the campfire again. Not because I, not because I didn't like last Jedi because I did like last Jedi. It it was just, I wanted I wanted star Wars to not be controversial anymore. I just wanted it to be exciting and everyone having fun. That's all. I'm reminded of someone who said, I don't come to bring peace. I come to bring the sword. (laughs) Uh, and you know that, whatever. Listen, who, who said that? Like I'm uh, just a little guy, our Lord and just Savior a Jesus. Named Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, so, <laughs> tell me, are you comparing JJ to? Tell no, me, I'm making no sense. Oh, Jedi I got you, I got is you. bringing the oh, sword. No. Tell me uh, that listen, I'm absolutely want... making no sense. Tell no, me, you're, I'm not. You're, no, 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 you're you are absolutely making sense. Okay, All right. that was the thing. Yeah. It, it, Star Wars went from being something. And, and I'm going to jump on this with you, Brandon. Star Wars went from being something that I loved talking about. Uh-huh. And after Last Jedi, I don't like talking about it anymore. Yeah. I do not like talking about Star Wars with people. Like, even when we were saying we're doing another Star Wars, I was like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And it was and it was even <laughs> I, me thinking, feel like, it. yeah, so. well, even then me thinking like, well, why don't I want to do it? And, you know, to some extent, like I uh, this this might sound a little bit ridiculous. I am kind of grateful because I feel like I'm getting a, a small glimpse into what it must be like to be like a Twilight fan or like something like that, where people just don't want to hear why you like something. They just want to tell you why you're wrong. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like it actually has taught me a lot about being more generous with people's opinions. Cause you know, you guys know me. I used to be much more like, no, no, no. You like this movie and you're wrong. You like the transformers movies. You're dumb. You like the Twilight movies. You do. And this has yeah. been a lot more like maybe it's not about the actual craft of it. Maybe it just speaks to them on a different level. 
maybe I should shut up and let them enjoy their thing. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I am grateful to, you know, this franchise for for kind of giving me a new perspective on, you know, being a more generous fan. Mm. Well, the big hairy butt in the room is Rise of Skywalker. No matter where you were when Last Jedi ended, I feel like the general consensus is uh, that the Rise of Skywalker was a bit of a letdown. Yeah. It brought Force Awakens fans and Last Jedi fans back to the campfire so, to go, yeah, together gosh, to be that like, was bad. It was just, a, it was just <laughs> yeah. not the campfire I was hoping we were going to be surrounded, you know? <laughs> right. Um, but... Yeah, it was it was definitely a disappointment. It was more of a disappointment for some, you know, some people it was just eh, kind of whatever. But uh, let's just take this time and get it all out right. of our system right now. Here's here's my gentle preamble before we we get too hot and heated. I, I wrote this today. Last Jedi feels born out of innovation while Rise of Skywalker feels made out of obligation. Like, there's nothing, like, new or exciting in uh, Rise of Skywalker. It all just feels like, oh, we have to, like, tie up every Solve loose end. Solve problems. It, yeah. yeah. It uh-huh. doesn't, like, it doesn't feel like a movie to me. It just feels like a big nothing. Yeah. And I know that I got really angry when, when it came out and we were talking. And I will now, never when, watch another, another new Star Wars, Star Wars yeah. movie ever again, is what you yeah. said. That's exactly how I felt when I walked out of the theater. Like, I was with my roommate. I screamed into my jacket after the movie was over. Like, you know, and I had bad feelings going into the movie, too. It was the first time with this new trilogy where, you know, every every movie opening night, getting there early, like so excited. I want to get the posters. I want to go with all my friends. Mm -hmm. And then Rise of Skywalker. I was like sitting in my apartment like maybe I won't go tonight, (laughs) you know, like because I had that the feeling going in like I just this feels weird. It feels weird. And watching it, it was just like there was I feel like there was nothing for me in that movie it was just basically like hey sorry about last jedi we're fixing it (laughs) yeah it's very apologetic it's like every every scene there's something like oh so we made that bad movie before like uh (laughs) luke is like you should treat a lightsaber with more respect and i'm like i don't need any of this crap like just yeah or the scene that jumped out to me this time is she's like, I'm going to stay on this island and die like you. And he goes, I was wrong to think that way. <laughs> and we're like, and I'm, I want to be like, I, I saw this in Last Jedi when he basically says that. Like, yeah, he said it already. Yeah, yeah, he already said this. Like, you know what? But he I hasn't think, had his 40 lashes yet. So, <laughs> right. you know what? I think, yeah. I think I'm right. I think for a lot of people, after he threw the lightsaber, they just checked out and didn't watch the movie. Because if you watched it, like, what does he do at the end of Last Jedi? He goes out, even though it's like, you know, through the force, he goes out and faces down with he a laser sword does, yeah. against the yeah. whole First Order and lets everyone get away. Mm-hmm. It's, oh man, it's, it's appeasing bad faith criticism, yes. which is the thing that makes me nuts. And I actually took down a quote from the Aaron Sorkin pen, Steve Jobs, where they say, plays don't stop so a playwright can ask the audience what scene they'd like to see next. And this is the exception. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Honestly, I was thinking at the end of Last Jedi, I want to see the movie that should be coming after this. 
You know, like we finished, <laughs> yeah. we finished last Jedi and I was super excited. Like, Whoa, I want to see the movie yeah. that should have come next, you know, like whatever that, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, and w- whatever that means. Like, I don't know that that necessarily means Ryan Johnson should have directed and, you know, directed yeah. the third one. Maybe, maybe not. I don't if, know if that if was I the were answer. Running Disney, I would have been like, you know what? Just, <laughs> yeah, just keep, keep going, going, Ryan. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> but like, at least it was exciting. There was something about. Um, just to get a little more granular here, uh, there was something about the humor in Rise of Skywalker that Ugh. totally takes Ugh. takes you out of the movie. General Hawk, is that his name? General Hux? Hux. General Hux yeah. is a cartoon character in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> mildly, I am the spy. Mildly menacing <laughs> in, you know, in some of the earlier, his some of his earlier scenes in the other two mo- movies, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Gleason fan, but I feel like he was, he was pretty good. He becomes yeah. a cartoon character in Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with what you're saying. And the, the I'm the spy moment, I laughed out loud in the theater when I saw that. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, like, uh, it was gross. <laughs> It was gross. JJ, JJ, I'm very happy that you're friends with Carrie Russell. But (laughs) why is she here? I'll tell you why she's here. Can I get a little saucy? It's it's clearly because they're like, Poe's not gay. Don't worry. He had a girlfriend. He's not with Finn. Like, it's like very like. He has to have a girlfriend in the past. That's yeah. why they brought in Felicity. See, this yeah. is this is another example of me just being clueless about things that were being thought and discussed. <laughs> right. Like after a movie, I did. So th- you're saying this was one of the course corrections, people, right? Yeah. People were oh, yeah. shipping okay. Finn and Poe after their great chemistry in the first one for like two mm-hmm. movies. They're like, why not have them be together? And right. Like, no, don't worry. He likes chicks. Don't worry. I don't. <laughs> there was nothing in the first two movies. That made me even think that that was where this was going. I it just didn't feel like right. overt enough to need a correction. You know, like sure, you're not allowed sure. to have a good guy right. friend. That right. you know, like I have right. plenty of guy friends that I hug, and I don't, I, not right. whatever. But not like me. <laughs> uh, another can, thing that was really troublesome. And I think it, re- it has a lot to do with uh, Maz's character, but just the amount of exposition that we had yeah. to swallow during mm-hmm. rise of Skywalker. Um, mm. So many new things and elements that they were introducing new in this, ideas. In this yeah. movie yeah. and these, and these, um, these Sith trackers or whatever they were. And it, it was like, you said it, whatever they were. Yeah. <laughs> Maz's character Clones, should have been the narrator, science. you know, like uh-huh. she, she was absolutely useless but mm-hmm. but except to explain things to the audience which is super boring you know like it's just mm-hmm. it's not it's not fun to watch yeah um, yeah i don't know i i just feel like this mm-hmm. was if, if there was a problem at all for me it right. was just the amount of new things that needed all this exposition yeah and here's the thing at the end of force awakens i was like yeah can't wait to see the next movie where ray's going to get trained by luke the end of last Jedi, I was like, what is going to happen next? (laughs) I can't, I can't wait to see. And nothing, nothing's going to (laughs) happen. Don't worry. Nothing will happen. The line that sums it up for me, and you can almost see the light go out of Oscar Isaac's eyes 
as when he said <laughs> well somehow palpatine returned right like he you can see him die inside right what he says it. yeah this doesn't make any sense he's like well <laughs> he's back yeah. how is that uh, possible yeah i don't it know was, it, it was funny i uh i was watching this last night with with brandon and a, and a couple other friends and the scene in rise of skywalker where Ray is talking to the little creature on the planet and the creature's like, you know, my name is this, what's your name? And she goes, Ray. And she goes, oh, Ray what? And then she's like, I'm, I'm just Ray. At the end of the movie with Rise of Skywalker, where we have the moment on Tatooine, which is dumb, and she's like, uh, you know, who are, who are you? Ray. And she's like, Ray who? I was ready for her to go, just, just Ray. Ray. Like, yeah, which would have been great. I'm who I am. This is who I am. Yeah. And when she said ray skywalker i felt like i'm seeing like uh, the youtube cut of like what uh, and like my friend was just like (laughs) right right away like it just it's because they wanted to call the movie the rise of skywalker so they needed to give her that line that's why well even that title feels because the the original title colin trevorrow's title was duel of the fates and also i want everyone to keep something in mind that would have been awesome the script was written in 2016 and it was ready to go. JJ was brought on a week after or was announced a week after Trevorrow left. So that is like no time to write a new script. And by the way, if you've read Duel of the Fates, there is nothing from that in this new Star Wars movie. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've heard that they didn't know um, who her, her proper lineage until they were shooting when they figured out it was going to be like Palpatine is what I've heard. Yeah. Like they were yeah, figuring mm-hmm. it out, you know. That's what I've heard also. But again, there was like so basically what I'm it sounds like what I'm hearing is that there was no like script. Yeah. Go, they like, just were going shooting, into this. Which is bananas because it's Star Wars. Like this right. isn't yeah. some like indie, you know, like just out of film school thing. It's freaking Star Wars. This is like a yeah. billion dollar movie. Take your time. Mm-hmm. Get it. Yeah, get that's it done the right. thing too. It's like it's like maybe we don't need it every two years. I'd rather wait yeah. for a good movie. Mm. I would rather wait four years if it's a great movie than yeah. get it every two. Brandon, I loved what what you said the one time the the end of the movie there and there's little moments I don't want to slam dunk on no, this. There's we, little we need moments to slam that on I it, like. but there there are little moments. There are moments yeah. that I like. One of the moments that I like, and I don't think it's set up well. I think it's only good in the moment is the be with me where she hears the voices of all the other Jedi's. Mm. I was like, this is kind of if you had set this up. This would have been kind of cool. But in the context of the movie where she goes, I'm all the Jedi and then two lightsabers makes me yeah. stronger against the lightning. I was like, what are we? I think I was thinking like there is a crazy amount of importance surrounding lightsabers in this movie. Like <laughs> somehow one lightsaber isn't isn't strong enough to be Palpatine. But when I add the second one in this cross formation, it is strong enough to be Palpatine. Anyone who knows anything about lightsabers know like that that has nothing to do with y- your power your strength you know they are but tools Brandon, it was leia's yeah. lightsaber i mean so think come, next time come on like <laughs> luke says you will take both lightsabers to uh to hexagol and 
Mm-hmm. I was thinking like, why does that matter? No, no one, yeah. you know, why, why are we, I was really like, I was, you will take both sure. it's not hexagonal. It's, 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 it, it is. It's hexagonal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I know what I'm doing a little bit over here. Like, no, I'm just making it all up. That's just how um, not memorable it was for me. So though. like, <laughs> I was, I was really, for some reason, obsessing over the lightsabers, you know, Ben chucks his into the water. Why did he do that? You can be good. It doesn't, your 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 goodness is not wrapped up in your lightsaber. So yeah. like mm-hmm. he chucks his in like this is me becoming good. Okay. Well, you could have used that because I'm pretty sure you're going to have to fight again, but that's fine. So now Ray's like, I will take both lightsabers to Hexagol. Cool. She brought one along for Ben. So like I was almost Can you reenact the entire movie? I, I was almost okay there. Well, this is like how my this is how my brain works. I was almost okay yes, there. Yes. She had one for him. But then when it was like, no, the lightsabers together form the true ultimate power. Yeah. I was like, this is so dumb. This is so, yeah. so, so dumb. There is, yeah. there is nothing, nothing I, good yeah. about her scenes with Palpatine. Nothing well, good. No. It's weird to me. Cause like last Jedi gets all the flack for introducing new stuff. Um, there's a bunch of new stuff in rise oh, of Skywalker. There is that's a, like yeah. not ton. like, yeah. it's, I- it's like we're a dyad. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, yep. we no one know knows what that means. <laughs> can I, can I just say also, Last Jedi introduces one, maybe two new things that they do a good job of of setting up. And the new thing is that there's a thing in the Force which allows you to project yourself to be near someone else. Near there's a new thing in the Force that allows you to Force project yourself. Boom. And also Yoda from the dead can, you know destroy trees by lifting oh. his finger which is not and, a complaint and it's Leia not a complaint can fly. Yeah. there's things there's things yeah there's there was things. A, there was there's a things, couple but things yes make sense yeah they make sense in the context well Leia can fly is like she has the force like yeah we get it this yeah. one is all like i can do this because this and this and this and this and this and that and the other well, thing so that's what i'm like that's what i'm like okay yeah. If you have to take all this time to explain everything, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth yeah. it. I mean, uh, it's, it's, Ryan Johnson, you know, does <laughs> Superman Leia and like no big deal. No big deal. Yeah. But like you're doing all this crazy stuff. OK, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is it didn't need explanation. Everyone knew. Everyone knew why yeah. she could fly. We, knew why we she got it. We, we, got knew, it. we knew what yeah. was happening. Right. Uh, then JJ's doing all this other crazy stuff that needs exposition. That is a waste of time. That is a waste uh-huh. of time. A dyad in the force. Stupid. Now I will suck your soul and become even I felt, more powerful. I felt, <laughs> I felt so bad for Driver having to deliver some of that stuff. Like even when he's in his mask, you could just tell behind it. He's like, I lied to you about your parents. You said uh, they were nobody, but you know th- they weren't really nobody because you know their their dad was you know Palpatine. Yeah, you're a Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which yeah. was maybe the most boring answer. Like, yeah. the question. if yeah. you're going to go ahead and a- mm-hmm. and answer the question, like backtrack and answer the question, that was the mm-hmm. worst way to do it. It was the yeah. worst way yeah. to do it. It's interesting because it feels, you know, I have a video of me reacting to the trailer for. Rise of Skywalker, and when I hear the Palpatine laugh, I kind of got a little like, "Ooh, Ooh. it's uh, a cheap, it's a cheap applause moment in the trailer." You that doesn't work in a two-hour movie. 
<laughs> that's what the whole movie is, though. Like when you said, it's like cheap applause you, moments. You like the hearing the voices of the old Jedi, right? Like, yeah, I, I like it too. I get shivers, but it's cheap. Yeah. Same it's, thing. It's not good. Yeah. yeah. Same thing when all the people show up at the end in the Avengers Endgame style, like we're here to help you out. Uh, you know, like yeah. I'm like this is cheap right like who are I, these people yeah and i i like got a little shiver again but i'm like but it's cheap and then kind of the the icing on the cake is maz kanata goes and gives chewy a medal which was which mitch didn't even realize what that was in context to and then we were like oh yeah remember how he doesn't get one in the first star wars movie yeah fans have hated that for years yeah it's like this is nothing Nah. This is nothing but like a cheap, the cheapest of fan moments. This is a potluck forever. fan service. This is trying to solve every problem that Star Wars has ever had in one movie. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did want to reference, though, you were talking about the trailer a little bit. Rise of Skywalker had some of the best artwork i have ever Ooh. ever seen yeah. um th- mm-hmm. this is a little bit of an aside but i i want to like reference this and there's only like one other movie that i was really you know just captivated by the trailer and the artwork before i actually saw the movie and that was um the man of steel man and of steel yeah one of the best trailers i've ever seen in my life terrible movie yeah. this is another example of how gosh the artwork amazing the trailer the trailer I watched probably 45 times, you know, yeah. with, with, yeah. My, liked it. with my four year old, she loved it. You know, she wanted, she would come yeah. asking, let's, can we watch the star Wars trailer? It was so good. It was like, it was yeah. super, you know, heart pounding. You can't do that for two hours. That's, that was literally where the enjoyment <laughs> ended. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the yeah. thing is too, you know, whenever I talk about this movie and again, like I said earlier, I, I've learned to be more gracious because I've met people who like this movie and I always go, okay, please tell me. I would love to know why you like this movie. And I try not to do that confrontationally. Like, I'm genuinely curious if you like this movie, like I would, I'd like to know why. Yeah. But when I try to think about what I like in this movie, I, I really, really struggle. Like, mm-hmm. I can't think of anything that I like yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Mm. I, the, the last thing that I really wanted to reference and, um, I, we're running out of time a little bit, but um, <laughs> the way Chewie is treated in the, the, the Rise of Skywalker is—you were very mad. I, I you was. Were, you were precious about it. Chewie. I, you were texting me at like midnight after the screening, and you were like, I've, I've, "I, I, I never really do that. Like, I never get too precious about um, individual characters. You know, maybe, maybe broad strokes, but like, um, it was really just disappointing. It was sad. I think I'm specifically referencing like the way he is kind of treated like an errand boy, honestly, yeah. you know, yeah. in, in some of these, he's traveling around with Poe, Ray and Finn and, you know, Chewie, go get Ray, Chewie, go do this. And, um, and then, and then he gets, and then he gets captured. He gets captured by the Knights of Ren. He's not fighting back. He's just like, okay. Well, when you contrast right. it with the deference when Lando shows up and they're like, oh, general, whoa. Exactly. Um, that's, a, yeah. that's a great point. You know, che- Chewie is is much older. They said at one point he's like 250 years old. He's a, you know, he's a, a master strategist, a war genius. You know, he's he is literally one of the uh, leaders of the, the Wookiee on, you know, Kashyyyk during the Clone Wars. And he's seen a lot. And you don't think he might have some input during some of these uh, during some of these missions? You think he could do a little more Mm. than run errands for you? You know, like, I I don't Mm. know. It's just to me, it it felt very disgraceful. (laughs) I would like 
I would like to jump in uh, in this in the same in the same vein. Um, so my friend who had never seen these before who was watching them, she really liked C three PO. And in Rise of Skywalker, she's like, why are they treating him like garbage? Like every time C-3PO talks in that movie, Poe's like, shut up, shut up, C-3PO, shut up right now. I hate you. And I'm like, what? My goodness, because people think he's annoying. Like, calm down. And I think that's I think that's the, you know, the shtick with C-3PO is he always says a little too much. He's annoying. Yeah. But yeah, that's a great character. That's a great example of like, yeah. Maybe they'll listen to him a little bit. He's been around way longer than you. He's seen a lot more. You know, I know he's a droid, but for heaven's sakes, like, I think, yeah. I think there is something there to like these, these people may have something to offer. You know, the, the, the people who have been around longer and have seen more. I know I'm really off the rails here. No, 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 no. I'm, I was just thinking. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. <laughs> I, yeah, I was I was that upset. I really was. Yeah, I really yes, was. you were. Yeah. Here's the thing that I'll, that I'll say. And I'm no Jar Jar apologist, but if Jar Jar was in Rise of Skywalker, there probably would have been a 15 minute scene of just the entire cast beating the crap out of them. No context. Probably people just (laughs) for 15 minutes straight. Uh, Goodness gracious. And then they would look right at the camera and be like, are you happy? Is this what you want? Did you like that? Thank you for listening to our episode. Did you like it? If you did, why not give us a five-star rating and review? And if you want to talk to us, head over to our social media. We are The Real Boys. That's the R-E-E-L boys. Well, that's going to do it for us this year. We can't thank you enough for your support. It's your comments, likes, and love that inspire us to make this show better and better. And we'll be back and stronger than ever next year. Until then... Have a happy holiday, and remember, the Force will be with you, always.